you're anything like us, you've been hearing a lot about CBD lately. So much that you're sometimes left wondering, where should I begin? Enter Charlotte's Web. As a CBD industry pioneer, they believe that natural shouldn't be the alternative and that Mother Nature knows best. By the time customers receive a Charlotte's Web product, it's been tested more than 20 times. That's why they're known as the world's most trusted hemp extract. Whether you're looking to restore your sense of calm, manage everyday stress, recover from all those at-home workouts, or maintain healthy sleep cycles, Charlotte's Web has something for you. From tinctures to topicals, capsules to gummies, even CBD for your dog, Charlotte's Web invites you to trust the earth. Follow Charlotte's Web CBD on Instagram and to shop, visit charlottesweb.com and use the code off the gram for 15% off. Cannot be combined with bundles or bulk products. Cannot be combined with other discounts, rewards, points, or auto ship discounts. Through all of this, I actually feel more connected because we're all very much more emotional and checking in on each other. I look forward to bringing that connection back into our new new when that happens. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, gang. Hi! 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 Oh, Yay, best excited. day ever. Yeah. Right, best day ever. That's why I'm wearing my smile sweatshirt. Um, so our guest today is Karina Dawn. She is an entrepreneur, trainer, best-selling author, wellness and spiritual empowerment leader, and co-founder of the ridiculously popular fitness and lifestyle community, Tone It Up. Fun fact, we first met about 10 years ago when I was the fitness director of Self Magazine and Karina's partner in fit, um, Katrina, called me at Self. She just cold called me out of nowhere and said, hey, I want to tell you about this workout we're doing. We got all this community. It's called Tone It Up. And I was sold immediately. We did their first big magazine shoot ever with Self Magazine, and I was even on their Bravo reality show. But the crazy part for me, Karina, is that I didn't know your whole backstory back then. It was really more about the exercise. And what I'm excited to talk to you today is that after experiencing trauma as a child, depression, and about with substance abuse in your teens and early 20s, you really transform your life with movement movement and meditation. And you've really made it your mission to use these practices to inspire others. Um, it's something you've done as the, uh, with Tone It Up. You empower millions of women around the world. You have authored several books, including the New York Times bestseller, Tone It Up, 28 Days to Fit, Fierce, and Fabulous. You've been featured in Forbes for creating this fitness empire and on the Create and Cultivate 100 lists, um, honoring women who are masters in the field. You've also headlined the Pop Sugar Playground Festival, and you've been a keynote speaker at the Power Up Women's Conference, among others. And I can't not mention your killer home decorating style as you broadcast from a treehouse and your coupons. <laughs> what? Woo! Honored to be here. Thank you for messaging me last week and texting me and asking me to be a part of your podcast, especially right now because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So this is a great conversation to have. Yay. Oh. So do you guys, before we get started, we usually do a little weekly catch up. 
And this week, uh, basically, I want to just see what you guys are missing most during quarantine. Um, we're deep in the trenches now. I think it's week, what, four or five? I don't know. A hundred? I've definitely been in the same place for two months, which is... I know. Time. And... Uh, for me, I think for me, most, I mean, besides people and like human connection, besides my husband, because um, we don't have kids. But um, I think uh, one thing, since we work together and we're always together, you know, we, we don't shut off even during quarantine. The thing that used to help us kind of just check out a tiny bit was going out to dinner. And also it, it gave me time to sort of get out of the house or get out of whatever we were doing. Um, and and now there's really no time to shut off because I'm doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and he's helping. Um, but there's no, there's no like, okay, let's go like jump on the bikes or let's go for a walk and go get something to eat or go get a glass of wine. Yes, we can do that in our homes. And yes, that's not, you know, those are first world problems and we're not, it's not something that is horrible, but it's just, I've been noticing that was such a relief and a way for me to check out and, you know, just talk about other things and think about other things. And it's sort of, you know, all encompassing now in the house. Yeah. Are you drinking at 10 a.m.? No, I'm thinking about it, but no, I, <laughs> I have a strict 5 p.m. rule. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, we, in the beginning of quarantine, we were like, okay, we set these rules because during the day I'm in the wellness industry and with the Toner Up community, we have, we're just working our butts off, making sure everyone is doing well mentally um, and providing for our community. So I have my space I created so that my husband knows when to leave me alone during the day I'm at work. And then at 5 p.m. we try to shut down and connect with each other. Uh, here in Austin, we are we live across from a park, so we're able to go for a walk at night. We have aperitif hour. We catch up on the day. But I'm so used to, prior to this, I was never anywhere for more than three days at a time. I'm so used to traveling and being on the go. And I would see my husband three day, two, three days a week. So it's been a definite uh, adjustment for us to be in the same space cooking three meals a day, lots of dishes, lots of laundry. I'm sure you're all feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's definitely at this point, it's, it's been a lot, but I, I've tried to point out to my friends and our community when I talk to them and even everyone, like everyone's going through it and it's such a natural feeling to feel a little bit more stressed or anxious or just, it's a different, I mean, this is a new thing for everyone. This is crazy, <laughs> you know? It's hard. It is um, crazy. I really miss my babysitter more than anything on the <laughs> planet and my kids' teachers. If I could just have like one of their teachers back and like my babysitter for a hot second, I feel like I haven't been alone in like 57 days. Mm -hmm. Um and that's been the, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would like to go out to dinner. I would love to go to the gym. I'm figuring all those things out, but I definitely could use some help. I miss, I miss teachers and my babysitter. Yeah. I don't have kids either. And I admire women who are at home running your business, working and having multiple children at home. 
I don't yeah, know. How. I don't know how you guys do it. You guys, are Megan, I love cool. and I love Megan's story the other day when she was like on a, a conference call with like all the like big editors at Hearst, and her son comes barging in and, he, in and he's like, "Mom, the link isn't working, and I need the spelling ditto." And she was like, "Excuse me, but everyone's in the same boat." Yeah, I and, mean, yeah. You know what I've loved, and I've been talking with my team about it too, is how through all of this, I actually feel more connected because we're all very much more emotional and checking in on each other. Like, how are you? I actually feel more connected with everyone at my office than I ever have. And I I look forward to bringing that connection back into our new, new when that happens. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to the girls before and I was kind of joking, but I was kind of not, um, you know, what's the one thing I miss the most? I don't really miss much of anything. As it turns out, I don't really care for going out of the house. So it actually has been, it's worked out very well for me. But I really do feel that um, I've been dealing with quarantine quite well, understanding that I have a lot of first world needs met and that this, and we are not all on the same boat and different people are experiencing this in different ways. However, given that um, I appreciate having a roof over my head and all the things that I have with regards to just like the lack of like human connection, I do feel like I've been more connected. I feel like it's given me a chance to learn about and explore so many new fitness methods and trainers that I, you know, wouldn't have been exposed to and all of these different things. And it's been so inspiring to me to see the new ways that we create community. And my husband works in the electronic dance music world. So in addition to seeing how fitness has mobilized and come together and provided stuff for free and kept people sane, music has done the same thing. So those two worlds, it has been an absolute delight to watch. And so in that respect, I found this to be just a truly miraculous time. So do you miss anything, James? I mean, like Soul Cycle, but like I'll get. I miss my Soul Cycle community so much. My mama's at Soul that like give me all of my advice. Just high five people on your Peloton. I do it all. That's that's my new community. High five! High five! High five! I don't don't have Peloton in the cottage. (laughs) I don't have Peloton either. Looked into it, but I've been doing our Toted Up app more than ever. Yeah. It's really been nice. Well, you have an incredible community. I mean, the TIUs are there. Like, that's just one big hug. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, we've yeah. been going live almost every day, and I find myself lingering in the beginning and at the end of the live, just like talking. <laughs> like, I love. I saw you. Yeah. Um, I think I've it was been a You um, and Bobby were doing something. It was a Sunday, I think, but it was just so funny because your dogs were in it and you were doing the stairs and he was doing the ropes. And it's just, it's fun to see that real, you know, reaction and it gets people, I think, psyched to kind of come together and try it. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about social media right now is it actually bringing us all together. Imagine if there wasn't Instagram. Seriously, (laughs) it's really true. Um, But I think this is a really good segue because I do really want to talk about something that's become very serious for a lot of people. So we can joke that we're all doing great. And I think people are in varying degrees of doing great. And it goes minute to minute, right? I am hearing from a lot of my friends in my community that people are starting to crack a little bit and it's starting to get to people. And I totally feel that and get it. So the quarantine blues are like a real thing. People at this point, 
I think also because there's no end in sight, people are starting to be like, well, when is it over? And there's no clear answer. So people are down in the dumps and they're missing their friends and their family. And being stuck inside is really starting to drive a lot of people stir crazy. And it really does seem like people are either using this time to be their best selves, like working out and making banana bread and writing a book, or they're really having a tough time getting out of bed, like ever. And I, I, I get it. So we're so glad that Corrine is here to really give us her unique take on spiritual wellness amid, amidst the chaos. Um, Karina, I know that you're such a passionate advocate uh, for mental wellness, and you serve, of course, on the board of directors for the National Alliance on Mental Health, and you recently studied even under Deepak Chopra at the Chopra Center. So, uh, And of course, you have your first memoir coming out, which is, which is huge, and it really outlines your journey from depression to inspiration. So given all that's going on in the world, we just knew that your voice would be the perfect one to really lift us up. So we want to really welcome you today, and we want to dive in. Thanks. Yay! Yay! Um, so can you just tell us a little bit, Karina, first, I, I read now about kind of your story, your childhood trauma, and how that kind of led to you becoming a leader. So can you tell us a little bit about the backstory there? Yeah, so I grew up in Indiana, and a happy family. And around 10, 11 years old, um, my mom's personality started to shift. So she was diagnosed with, well, she wasn't diagnosed with schizophrenia in the beginning, but she would be in and out of the house, a lot of delusions. Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, the mental illness of paranoid schizophrenia, it's a lot of religion and um, paranoia, watching the news, thinking, you know, my father was part of the Antichrist. And so as a little girl, I was kind of brainwashed because when you listen to your mother, as an 11 year old and you believe everything she says and so then when she would disappear for months at a time going on her spiritual journey and I it left me very confused so long one day you can all read about it I've been working on this memoir for three years it's just a personal passion project it'll eventually be done but I you know it spun me into this life of chaos and depression and drug abuse and escapism and not knowing who to trust and not believing in myself because I believed that I would one day end up like her. Uh, my grandfather was also schizophrenic and committed suicide. So I just thought that that was my path. So it was 10 plus dark years of my life. And I had a suicide attempt at 12 years old, ended up in a hospital and um, my heart stopped and it was just chaos. So then I actually ended up in Los Angeles because my mom had left the house again and a private investigator found her in Santa Monica, California. I thought I'd go out there, bring her home, but I ended up falling in love with California and moved there three months later. Still in a very dark path and living the Hollywood lifestyle and in that scene and um, it was finally on a three-day bender of crack and cocaine that I decided to change my life because I was either going to die or die. So I felt like there was something in here that I, my life was meant to be more. Like deep down when you like really get like talk to yourself, you're like this is not my path. And I thought back, when was I happiest? And I remembered at 10 years old, I ran my first half marathon. And I said, moving my body. So I signed up for a triathlon and I trained and I trained. I stopped doing all the bad stuff, cut out friends that were not good. 
started going to therapy, uh, reading every self-help book in the world. And I trained for this triathlon and I never thought I could accomplish anything. And I never set out to accomplish anything because I thought I would be like my mom. So finally the day came for that triathlon. I was in San Diego by myself, 2 a.m., got in my car, drove down there. And I did the race and I crossed that finish line and I cried because I finally accomplished something. I finally followed through something. And I believed at that point that I have control over my future. My mother does not have control. My genes do not have control. And I shifted my life there. And I found a purpose of wanting to share how physical fitness can really <laughs> can change. Aww. You make me cry. And so I wanted to share that message with other women, other people, knowing that you are in control of your destiny. And it's all up here. It's all a mental game. Man. That's really special. I get so choked up, Karina, because I've known you for 10 plus years. And I think in the early days of Tone It Up, you weren't as, you didn't share this background. You didn't share this pain. It was all about the workouts and it was all about the fitness, which was your medicine. But I I think it's been very much more recently that you've been able to share this. And I think that's why it chokes me up so much because it, it must be such a breakthrough for you. It is. And 10 years ago, no one was talking about mental wellness, mental health. And it was almost, you know, that's why I'm part of the board now of NAMI and like breaking that stigma because I was a child alone, not knowing what schizophrenia was, not knowing what depression, what anxiety was, feeling like an outcast and having a suicide attempt because I had no one to talk to. But imagine if I knew that other classmates in my, my school were going through the same thing, but no one talked about it. And so now that's why I go into junior highs and high schools and I speak about mental health awareness, suicide prevention, how to recognize symptoms in yourself or in your friends and how to talk about it. Because it, and literally in the beginning of Tone It Up, even I remember talking to Kat was when we lived together and I was ashamed of my past. And I was like, no one can know that you know, I'm a wellness expert. No one can know that I did drugs. <laughs> like, and how foolish of me. And, I, you know, it's just times are changing and people are opening up. And the more that we open up and we raise awareness, we break the stigma and we're there for each other, the better, you know, the world becomes. So important because you, you're showing people that, you know, everyone, like you said, you're all about wellness and all about health, but this is what you can help other people with. And these these young kids who feel ashamed by this can look to you and say, oh, you know, look, she, she does have it together, but she might not have years ago. And it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to come to the forefront. Yeah. And, and transformation is possible. Yeah. It is. And then at the same time, recognizing that within that transformation, there is never perfection. And that's okay. I mean, let me tell you, I, there are days during this quarantine, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to work out, but I allow myself that space. I'm like, that's okay. And then I, but I also think of, I have that like happy list that I call it of, okay, what makes me happy? Working out, meditating, making sure I'm eating healthy, connecting with friends and family, checking in on other friends and family too, because trust me, there's so many people that aren't saying what's really going on up here right now. And everyone's like, 
yeah, I feel good. I'm working out. I'm moving. Look at me. But it's not the case. Like, let's be real. (laughs) It's not normal. Yeah. You know, I think uh, there's the old adage that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger and that the universe um, only gives you as much as you can handle. And I think, you know, it's a double edged sword because it's, it's in these times, it can be a frustrating thing to hear. But what do you think about that? Because it really does seem to me that your adversity um, gave you the platform to become who you are. It's true. Uh, it's definitely helped me um, overcome a lot uh, in many ways. Number one, being a entrepreneur and being able to like get through so many highs and lows because I've experienced the worst. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I, I always tell my I, my mom is in my life now. Um, I that's another story of present day, but um, I always tell her. You know, she's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you. I never raised you as a mother. And I sat with her one day. I said, Mom, I wouldn't change a thing. You raised me by not being there because there's not a single thing I would change about my past. Like, I'm so proud of the woman I am today because of this adversary. Adversary. (laughs) Yeah, adversity. Whatever. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it definitely, I believe everything happens for a reason. And in every pain, there is a purpose. And I think the other saying, too, is make your mess your message. And when you're able to do that, it is so powerful. And I think like for you being this vulnerable now to share all of that adversity and your triumph over that adversity. I mean, I've always loved you, but now I love you times a bajillion (laughs) because I'm like, oh, my gosh. How did I like there's so much there and and you're using this incredible platform and this incredible community to now make your message, your mess, your message and help others, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. Thank so you. I have a question um, because, you know, you go from like, I, you know, the bad past to like the amazing future. So on the path to that, because obviously it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people wish it did. Do you believe, like, tying in with all these, everybody's doing these great sayings, do you believe that the lesson repeats itself until you learn it? And how long, if yes, how many times do you think you had to go through the lesson before you made the changes? Ooh, let me think about that one. It's a big question. (laughs) I always has those zingers. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, It definitely took a long time to figure out what the lesson was took me over 10 years for that particular lesson and then even once I started processing what I didn't even know was the lesson yet I was just trying to come out of the darkness I didn't know it was a lesson I just was trying to survive um and it took me many years to realize what that lesson was and then be able to have the confidence to share that lesson um, I would say life always repeats lessons. I think we're always students of life and it never ends. And I recognize that, but I do know that now when lessons are here, I manage them differently than how I would have in the past. So that's part of growth. Not perfectly, but differently. Yeah. Right? And I don't, perfection prison. Yeah, no, I said it because you brought it up before. 
And that's important. When did you start like meditation? I don't feel like, like you've come into that. So how did you come into meditation as a helpful practice? Um, let's see. So and now it's like just part of my life. It's like a natural thing. Like exactly. But I would say I started actually in high school. I dabbled in it at this like place called new age people with this white feather woman. (laughs) (laughs) But that was just like me on Friday nights with my friends, like trying to like do something to feel better. Um, But then when I was about 22 and I was in the midst of my depression and my breaking point, I had developed this full body rash and I went to a doctor and they were like, what is going on? It's psoriasis. And they're like, we're not giving like what in your life is stressing out. You need to make a change. I was not healthy. I was not like it's the worst part of my life. And she was like, I'm not giving you any medication for your anxiety. Nothing. She's like, you need to do yoga and you need to meditate and you need to get out of the sunshine. And I was like, okay. So I volunteered at a yoga studio, started with Kundalini yoga, which is very meditative. And I started taking care of myself that way. So that was like my first um, getting into meditation. And then over the years, I just started, you know, through all of my practice, started spending more time in nature, spending more time in silence. And then the more and more I got into it, I realized the benefits of it. And then it became a full-time practice about probably seven years ago. And we still didn't talk about it in Tone It Up. Uh, I brought it up to Cass, like, should we bring this in? But it was very, like, you know, hippie, this, that, you know. Oh, I'm having a whole moment of, like, why wasn't that part of the self-challenge? I'm, like, hitting myself on the head right now. Like, that should have been, we're, like, doing why like that that 100% should have been a part of our self challenge like the 982 workouts we did <laughs> well yeah i mean now i see how important it is yeah and everyone's realizing the importance of meditation and even the science behind working out and meditation how they're both so important and i'm just happy that it's finally like out here and everyone's looking at it as a normal practice now I have a question. Did it take you a while to um, be able to make that a, a, something that was come more easy? You know, the, the whole meditation. And I've been trying so hard to do that and mix that into my cardio, my running and my yoga. And I want to do it so badly. But I and we've interviewed different people um, on this platform as well who have given tips and tricks. And I'm just wondering from somebody you know, with your background and having none of that, how did you make that such a part of your life? And did that come easy in the beginning? Or what did you do to make that happen? It's still not easy. Trust yeah. me, I want to wake up and go sit in silence for 20 to 30 minutes. No, I, but I can't do it. <laughs> once you do, like, literally, you open your eyes. And you're like, wow, my nervous system is so calm. I'm so much more connected to myself. You have all these answers for these questions going on in your head that all of a sudden you you have the answers. Um, and I go to this, uh, I've been a few times, there's a transformational comedian speaker, his name's Kyle Cease, and I've gone to some of his retreats that are a week long and you spend like four to five hours a day in silence and then he does some, um, he speaks as well. And one of the things he said is, if you can't sit 
alone with yourself for 20 minutes in silence? How do you expect anyone else to be able to sit with you? And I'm like, hmm, okay. You need to know you, you need to love you, you need to connect with you because then you know what you're giving to other people and you're able to have a good relationship. You just touched on something so important that I feel like so many people struggle with, which is you need to love you. Mm-hmm. So how, like, what was the process of that like for you? Um, I, I also came from a very mentally disturbed, or I don't, I don't want to label your mom that, but my mother was very mentally disturbed. Um, she was not healthy and she still isn't. Um, but, uh, so how do you come from like having a childhood like that and, transforming into someone who can love yourself and then therefore give love to everyone else. Can you speak to that a little? I mean, again, you're asking me these questions and I never claim to be an expert in anything. I just am an expert in my own life. So that's not as an expert as a human that we all admire that all of us greatly admire. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, there's that period of, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. Um, self doubt. Um, I would say it's connecting with self, the times in silence, being your own best friend, being okay with being with just you. So many people are live in fear of having alone time, but it's because they're afraid to face themselves and learning uh, just enjoy. I mean, it is all about self-love. I don't know. I think it's a process. I think it's an awareness, a self-awareness and enlightenment. It's being conscious. And I think that being truly conscious is sitting in silence with yourself and being aware and being present. And I think that's part of the process. And it takes a lot of time. And I'm not saying I've reached divine consciousness or anything like that. I'm still on a You're path. not enlightened? <laughs> You're not floating on a cloud? <laughs> Wait, can you tell us what did you do with Deepak Chopra? Because that's pretty epic. Yeah. But what was that all about? Yeah, so I trained with the Chopra Center for uh, meditation, and I think it was a few months, six months or something, and then uh, I actually was supposed to do a Deepak, what is this, May? May, this weekend in Mexico with him, leading a retreat with him, Uh, (laughs) yeah, and talking about, you know, the seven spiritual laws, and and. but that got postponed till January. So you girls have to come. Then I got to meet him in Hawaii officially in person and just connecting with him. And uh, Tanya, who's his CEO, is a big Tone It Up fan, lover. Mm-hmm. We all just- I think she's a Jersey girl. Yeah. I think she's a, I think she, she is. Yeah. Yep. She's great. Yeah. So since we're talking about the Tone It Up community, can we just go there for a minute? Because I think it's interesting that in all this isolation, there's been such amazing virtual community building all over the place. And it has really been incredible to see. But you're like the queen of that. So can you share a bit of how you built the Tone It Up community and kind of what digital communities have meant to you? Well, I'll let you in. We started Tone It Up pre-Instagram, okay? (laughs) Pre-social media. (laughs) And it happened naturally. Kat and I never spent any money on ad sales or anything that a lot of, you know, companies do now. It was all word of mouth, girlfriend to girlfriend. And that's always been our 
purpose and our passion behind it. So it's a natural, honestly, just naturally, it started happening. I mean, Megan, you believed in us from day one. I loved you. I mean, she cold called. Yeah, like Kat cold called me. I never picked up my phone at Self Magazine. And she picked, I somehow I'd pick up the phone and I'm like, we're on the phone for an hour. I'm like, you're up to something. This is awesome. I mean, and you guys would like tweet, okay, meet at the pier. We're going to do a workout, right? I mean, it was like very grassroots or like a Facebook message, like, Hey, everybody, we're just going to go work out at, like, next time. Yeah. And, and on, Megan, didn't, didn't you, Megan, I think that's when I, I didn't know Megan at the time, but I was an editor as well. And I was talking to Megan this week about it. That's when I first met you guys. I don't, I think that might have been your event, Megan, that self, because it was in Times Square, right? Yeah, the Oakley we, Square. I mean. Yes. We did like 900, we did all the self challenges. And yeah. I mean, I was even on my, one of my favorite things was being on your Bravo show when I'm like jumping like <laughs> across a field on a Honestly, like, can I talk about it to this day? And we're like, it's the power of manifestation. Before we even were in self magazine, um, which I would think I was in self magazine way before. Cause I also did some like bottling back in the day, pre <laughs> but um, then we were in self, but we always just like manifested. We would be like, we're going to be in this magazine. We're going to be on this cover. And when we did, we were filming something for our Bravo show, like a, a sizzle reel to just for a show. Cause the production company was interested in having us do a show, but they didn't know what network. And we told everyone, oh, yeah, that's super bravo. And then it happens. It's kind of just like that manifestation. Just, like, just, amazing. just make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the power of confidence and believing in yourself. And I think that's really what you deliver to your community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like um, I always talk about kind of uh, the power in sharing your truth and your confidence and then also your struggles because it takes the power away from them. Not just your struggles, but like your fears. Like when I sit in the fear of doing something, it consumes me. And as soon as I speak it out loud, I like take all the power away from it. So it sounds like by sharing for you just in every capacity, you know, you have this boomerang effect of goodness. Yeah, I would say so. And that going back to self-awareness and overcoming self-doubt is sharing and not being ashamed of your quote-unquote faults because there are no faults. And I would say once I started sharing, I started becoming more self-aware and self-confident and being like, this is who I am. I'm not hiding anything. And I think that's really important for everyone because if you start sharing and talking, well, we realize we're really all connected and we're all going through something. And so what's the point of hiding? And if you're hiding, you're not remembering like who you're telling what to and which story did I tell that person? You know what I mean? If it's going to get, it's going to get jumbled up somewhere if you're not <laughs> careful. Yeah. Can I ask an off topic question? How'd you meet your husband? <gasps> Bobby, which remembers Space Boy, you know, you know, or Galaxy. Yes, Space Boy. Oh my God! So on I their Bravo show. <laughs> oh my! He with the day she like met him, she came into hair and makeup and was like, "Oh, this." He was your neighbor, right? Okay, was he so, like roommate? Tell me. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a while ago. So he actually went to college with Katrina's husband, Brian at the time boy was the cutest ever 
Brian is the cutest ever. <laughs> and so they were friends and we crossed paths, you know, in Manhattan Beach friends, barbecues. And I'm the type of person I meet people and I always reintroduce myself. And he thought I was a total bitch. And because he's like, I've met you. I've met you. But at the time we were both dating other people. But then we were all of a sudden single at a group trip in Catalina. And then he was looking, he had just broken up with his girlfriend and he lived in Los Feliz. He wanted to move to Manhattan Beach. And I was like, oh, my neighbor below is moving out. So, <laughs> so you moved him right on in. Moved him in. I remember telling Kat, oh. I'm like, I'm in trouble. It's like my neighbor downstairs is so hot. <laughs> and so, and he moved in. I remember it was October 1st. And October 1st is when we started filming the Bravo show. And they, I didn't even tell them that we were filming this at our place. And um, he somehow got intertwined in all of that. And our first date was on the show. And, but now we're married. Oh, that's and cute. And you loved your leggings. Like, you had space leggings, right? And that's how it oh, he commented on. And so you called him Space Boy for a minute. Because we were um, in love first. I something know. like that. Like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any secrets to uh, a good relationship? Because I know we were all just kind of joking in the beginning of this um before we like hit record on this podcast and we were all like talking about some of the things that are, well, I don't know, maybe you and I were just like mentioning things that like were bugging us. Like I have definitely some things right now in quarantine. Like yesterday, my husband was like trying to talk to me and I'm like, can we just, I'm going to communicate um, my needs right now. I need for you to not talk to me when I'm eating almond butter with blueberries. Uh -huh. I just need you to leave me alone and just not come in my, sp that's communicating my needs. So like, is there anything that's happening right now in quarantine where you're like keeping your marriage like spicy or alive? It's not spicy right now. <laughs> There's no spice. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, it's, difficult and that's okay i'm trying to tell him it's okay he's like we fight too much we disagree i'm like this is normal it's okay like just love me we both our number one goal we remind we love each other and Mike, we're all going through like a free like crash course in <laughs> marriage therapy right now <laughs> Oh, oh, trust me, I've already been reaching out to therapists post quarantine. Like, <laughs> but they do Skype sessions. <laughs> <laughs> but not I, that I know from experience or anything. But I think it's so important the same. Like, we're all going through this, and you know, within ourselves, but then with our relationships, and just allowing it to be like this is part of the process and don't feel weird because you're arguing more you want more space or you're going you know cuckoo um you know but then again i mentioned before this call it he flew back to california <laughs> just for a week but there's no one flying right now so it's like actually there was zero people at the airport so he's quarantining out there for a minute <laughs> Well, I love that you just said it's it's all love first, right? I mean, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about love in your community in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Right now, staying healthy and hydrated is more important than ever. That's why we love TRIO. TRIO is low in sugar and packs electrolytes and vitamin C into a delicious drink that comes in lots of flavors. And it's plant-based, keto-friendly, vegan, and kosher. 
You can drink it post-workout or for an afternoon pick-me-up or mix it with seltzer to add flavor for a guilt-free mocktail. You can check them out at drinktrio.com. That's drinktreo.com. Available at Stu Leonard's, Stop and Shop, Fairway, Key Food, Food Town, King Cullen, and other fine retailers. Hi, I'm Jamie from Off the Gram. Launching a podcast is a lot of work. Luckily, Gotham Podcast Studio has everything you need to get started. Whether you just need an hour of recording time or a jump start with full service production, Gotham Podcast Studio offers high quality audio and video recording, reduced membership rates, podcast hosting services, and much more. All from their studio located in the heart of Manhattan. Visit GothamPodcastStudio.com for more information. Now, back to the show. You know, I just want to finish up a little bit um, asking you, where is Tone It Up going next? (sighs) Well, I always say this, world domination, because I truly believe that we have this beautiful community of women and a community where there's no judgment, be who you want to be. And the more women who have Tone It Up in their household, then the better the world becomes. So just keep spreading the message of Tone It Up and joy and working out and being happy and not taking life too seriously. And And I also want to just end on, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I know this is such a passionate cause for you. Are there some watchouts or some um, good places for people to get help if they really are feeling like they need it? Yes, uh, of course, nami.org is great. Also, if you go to namila.org slash COVID-19, there are uh, normally there's in-person support groups, but right now we have um, Zoom sessions. There's a program called Family to Family, which is families dealing with uh, family members that have a mental health condition. There's other programs in there. There's also the suicide prevention line. And there's lots of resources there. And just know that you're not alone and check in with everyone. Because even when people say they're okay, they might not be. Yeah, absolutely. Wise, wise words. All right, girl. Well, we always end with two quickie things. So first up, this is our little lightning round. Are you ready for three questions? Okay. Okay. Morning or evening workout? Morning. Not happening yeah. unless it's with a glass of wine walking down the street. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> what is your favorite type of workout? Ooh, yoga. I'm such a yoga and meditation girl. You're speaking our language. (laughs) I love it. And finally, coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Just cold brew, no cream, black. Mm -hmm. Totally. Love it. All right. And our last, last, last thing is I'll let Megan say it. Karma call. She says it so much better than I do, but I'm a yogi. So I explain that karma, as you probably know, is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing guests, what would be one thing, one action that you could give all of our listeners a tiny little change or a new thing they could implement on a daily basis for like a week that would change their life? When you open your eyes in the morning, think of three things you're grateful for. And you oh, need to shift to gratitude. Love that. Nothing, nothing better. 
Well, Karina, you rock. We are so happy you were here with us. Yay. Yay. Thank you, girl. When it finally does come out. Yeah. I'll be waiting with bated breath to read your memoir because that's going to be really amazing. So thanks, everyone at home, for joining us today. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.